Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Cody Dobler, who during his near-death experience encountered celestial entities, and today we're going to learn about it. Cody, thank you so much for being my guest today, and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Um, it's so great to be a part of this, and I believe it's something that should be shared. Um, I do believe as a message from God, and as I go on with the story, um, it'll be more clear um, to how I definitely encountered all this and how it, it is real and how it has changed my life and how it hopefully will change others all right well their views of you know what's in the afterlife (laughs) if you don't mind can we start on the day it happened because i believe you're in a car accident and go from there let's see it actually happened on um february 8th um i was driving up to the mountains with friends i i mean honestly i i really don't remember any of it um only from reading reports um from first responders and fire department. And from what my parents told me, um, you know, they filled in all the gaps basically of my memory, which I don't remember any of it. Um, we were driving up to big bear in California to a snowboard competition. Um, they had closed one side of it, the San Bernardino side. So we had to come back up through Lucerne Valley and paradise Valley to the backside of it. Um, to get to the mountain and the resort. Um, I know that there's a big turn or curb going up that Lucerne Valley Road, and and that's where we flew off the road. I don't believe there was any other cars involved. I I really don't know why we swerved off the road. But um, we did fly off the road. Um, The report said that uh, the car flipped um, end over end three times. We were all thrown from the car. Um, I was the only one that was conscious, I guess. When I was in the, they actually tried to land a flight for life, but the fog was so bad. They actually had to um, call in a military helicopter. Uh, So we were um, airbagged from, um, with a Blackhawk because they had radar and it could land or just, maneuver better in the fog and conditions like that we were in. Um, they had questioned me about things, you know, like first responders will ask, you know, do you know what date it is? Or do you know what year it is? Um, do you know, you know, what, what's your mom's name? What's your name? You know, they, they go down the checklist. And I believe at the time I, I said, they asked me what the, who the president was. And I said, it was Ronald Reagan, which was way before this accident, um, I guess I kept repeating that I need to feed the dogs. Um, and I kept repeating that um, my dad's going to kill me because I rolled my Jeep. So my mind definitely went to the past because I did actually read 
rolled my Jeep once when I was younger in high school and Ronald Reagan was present then. Um, so my mind went back. So I was definitely not in my, um, clear mind. Um, you know, they backed us to the hospital. Uh, it, I sustained a broken back, um, a broken femur. Um, they stapled my head back together. Um, they gave me four pints of blood. Um, my girlfriend, Kisha, w- was killed. Um, my friend, Mike, never came out of his coma. Um, and like I said, I couldn't tell you a thing about riding in a helicopter or any of this, but I can tell you the place where I went. Um, I was definitely not on this planet anymore, or at least my soul. Um, I was lifted through into the universe. Um, it was like, no matter where I want to go, I mean, time wasn't really a thing. I mean, I could move fast and there was like a light in the distance. I will say that like maybe a star, a brighter star. And as I got approached closer and closer, I, I was approached like a, a bunch of celestial entities, these angels. And so taken by what I was looking at. And when I was focusing on one that was right in front of me, um, and looking at me and then looking at the other um, celestial entities and what they were looking at, I turned around and, you know, I know there's no sound in space, but the sounds of when I saw this supernova of, of what I was seeing, it was, it had sound to it. Um, it like that, ah, like it was, a lot, it was a lot to take in. I, I believe that what I was looking at was God or God's kingdom. Um, there was stuff coming out of the supernova or out of God that you would believe that was um, a creator in a sense, like stars and planets were coming out of this, this nova. Um, it, it, it was, a lot was going on. So <laughs> um, I was trying to take this all in. And, you know, there's things I've studied in the Bible um, and through theology that I believe what the the celestial entity I was looking at was the Holy Ghost. As far as the Bible is concerned, I believe what I was looking at was God and and his son. Um, And I I can say that I had to go back and I've feel that people that are afraid of the afterlife and death should not be. Um, It was everything that the Bible talks about and even more that words can't even explain. I mean, it it was so overwhelming that um, I realized that I was home in a place where we either came from or a place that we belong or a place of just paradise. Um, I can't say more. Like other than words don't do it justice. Um, I believe that what I witnessed and I witnessed God, I believe that not knowing or, or remembering anything of my accident or even the helicopter ride. Um, I can tell you that this one thing which I witnessed God wanted me to remember to pass on to God's people. 
Um, I, I believe that I shouldn't have, shouldn't keep that inside. I mean, whether people think I'm crazy or not, um, I know if I heard this from somebody else, I probably would question it, but God and God's kingdom is real. Um, I want to let people know that. And I believe God, that's what God wants or it's God's will to not be afraid of the afterlife because I, I want people to know I'm not suicidal. I love life. I mean, I, I snowboard, I scuba dive. I'm a father. Um, I love everything about this life, but I truly can't wait to go back. Um, it's that amazing. Um, so amazing that I believe when people pass on at funerals, we should rejoice and, you know, be thankful and so happy that we know where they're going. I know loss is a hard thing to take from our loved ones, but I do know if they knew what I experienced, they would not feel the same. Um, they would rejoice in the fact that, hey, this person our, of our family or our friend or brother and sister or father or mother, they went to God's kingdom. Um, there's actually more to this story. Um, when they, they finally contacted my mother and probably a mother's worst nightmare um, to, you know, that call that, you know, your son is um, fighting death. Um, and, you know, we have them in traction because um, my back was broken and, you know, we need you to come and pretty much be by his side. Um, my whole family actually drove out to California. And at the time they lived in Colorado. So they drove straight through and my mother was actually the only one calm. And my dad was always like, how could you stay so calm through this? And my mother told my father and reminded me that um, two days before I went to the snowboard competition, I um, called her in the morning about a dream I had. And she told me again, the dream that I told her that I had was that I was riding up the chairlift, the ski resort or the ski chairlift. And there was, and I was going up into like a big spiritual entity or silhouette of um, my grandmother, Catherine. And she was telling me that it's not your time yet. So in some way on, from the other side, my grandmother was reaching out to me or reaching out to me to give me that message. Um, something I'd forgotten about, you know, my parents had to tell me a lot of this stuff because I don't, you know, through the morphine and, and through the physical therapy or just being able to learn how to walk again. Um, you know, I had to come back to my senses and I studied stuff too about if, was I experiencing like near death experience because the morphine or the drugs they were giving me. And I got to say, it was more than a chemical equation. Um, it's something that science can't explain. And believe me, I was a chemistry minor and a science major in college. And I was all about science. Now, up until this point of the car accident and visiting heaven and God, um, I've been so taken in by theology and um, 
and I can't get more of it. I mean, to this day, I study theology to no end, just don't understand what, what I was seeing, what I was doing, and still words can't totally explain it. So I can say people that don't be afraid of death, don't be afraid of the other side. Um, I have to say that those that pass on, I, I envy a bit, but I'm also um, happy knowing that where we are all going and where they have gone and passed on to, it's absolutely amazing. It's everything the Bible talks about. It's everything that your heart feels. Um, it, it's everything about our spiritual um, essence. I watched some near-death experience um, documentaries, and I couldn't totally relate to a lot of them, but there was one gentleman that said he was a full-on atheist, and um, he was he died, and he said he believes he went to hell, and he felt like he was in a bucket of crabs, and the crabs are fighting and just crawling on each other to get out of this bucket. He said that my the feeling of suffering and just my senses, he's like, it, the anguish, um, he's like, it was overwhelming. And I, at that moment, when he talked about his senses, I was like, you know what? Boom. That guy did experience near-death experience. Because one thing I can tell you in the afterlife, my senses were everything and even more. Um, yeah, they, they were everything. My, my, my feeling, I mean, not so much my smell, but just my feel touch, uh, I guess, and, and the feeling of the, the, the surroundings around me um, when I was in God's kingdom, uh, my senses were alive, truly, more so than um, they are now. Um, that's pretty much in a nutshell. I mean, I could probably go on for hours about it, but um, I, I've become a totally different person from it. Um, mentally um spiritually um how i look at life how I, I treat others one thing that i did feel when i was in god's kingdom was the unity and being connected to everything i i don't kill bugs i don't kill anything anymore you know i grew up with a family of hunters um i'm sure i became a huge disappointment to my father <laughs> but I, I i will not kill a thing i believe that we all are connected through life um and yeah it, it changed me and for the better i believe that god's lessons can be hard sometimes but it's what you get out of it and move on with that make us um, who we are and um, I am a better person hands down thank you for sharing your experience with us Cody how did you come back were you told to come back or you just woke up in your body or you don't really remember yeah I was in a coma for approximately like three weeks my mother said um, to tell you the truth I, I don't remember um, I know that um when i they brought me back to colorado and i was going through physical therapy and, and 
my mother weaned me off all the morphine I was on. Um, I was very angry, um, mostly because I couldn't walk, um, you know, and the pain, the thing about a broken back is it's really hard to ever be comfortable. So you really don't sleep that much. Um, I remember when I finally came to my senses about five months later, I realized I, I had a girlfriend um, and I actually tried, I called her and ended up talking to her mother and her mother's like, God, you don't know she died. So I had no idea until that moment. Um, and of course her mother and I were in tears and yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. They don't really know who was driving. I, I'm, I mean, it went through courts, you know I mean? Cause there was a, a it was like a treat as a vehicle or homicide. Since we were all thrown from the car, they believe the car rolled over her. Um, they, I crawled back up to the road. I'm knowing at the time, maybe I was trying to get help or flag somebody down. I crawled back up to the road. Um, I really don't remember. I've tried. Um, I went to a neurologist for a while. You know, they, they did hypnotism and stuff. Um, I did have a flashback once. I was, I was riding in a truck with my father and somebody on the side of the road or driving next to us hit like a cardboard box and that screeching sound of it caught under the frame of the car like triggered something in me and my neurologist like, Oh, you had a flashback and you got it. You can have flashbacks to your senses and yours would have been the hearing. She's like, you must've, when you flew off the road, um, you must, the car must've been making terrible noises as it was tumbling. Um, or maybe it was getting drug across the rocks. She's like, but you had a flashback. And yeah, I, I mean, I was, you know, my father shook me out of a, you know, a flashback. And I mean, I was shaking uncontrollably and, and throwing up. Um, so after that, I don't know that I, I really wander anymore. Um, so sometimes that's a good thing for our own psyche, not to remember um, of some so tragic. It's like a protection mentally. Can you describe what the celestial beings looked like? Well, the one I was focused on, which through theology, I believe was the Holy Ghost I was focused on the most or was focused on me. Um, it, very much what you th would think um, a spirit would look like, very transparent, but, you know, in a background of like being in a planetarium, you know, very universal, kind of like your screen behind you, you know, a lot of stars. Um, I, I could see through this, this celestial entity. Um, but she's very old looking and wise looking, um, almost like, I guess I could say, I, I don't know if people watch Star Wars and the Clone Wars. Um, there's like Count Dooku or like Gandalf, like the wizard of, um, you know, the Hobbit, very old and very wise looking, very stern, had the stern look at looking at me to focus and turn around and, and look and witness God. Um, and I did. And whether the trumpets were playing or the almighty ah, 
I, to this day, I, I can't say that language or my story doesn't any kind of justice of what God truly is of all amazing, powerful, just home, really. Did any of the entities there communicate any type of message with you, even if it was just like a telepathic or giving you some kind of instant knowingness or download? I'd probably say that the main consensus was look at God and God's kingdom, the amazingness of it, um, you know, be respectful or be with us. Um, you know, we're connected to all together. Um, just show your thanks and gratitude. Um, I, but I can't say that I, I really had control of anything anymore. Even though my senses were alive, I mean, I knew it was me, but it wasn't like I had, I was, I had the steering wheel. It wasn't like that. This experience was me being connected to all these entities and to God and God's kingdom. I was now under their control, if that makes any kind of sense. I know it's kind of hard um, here on earth <laughs> to understand. You know, we think we have so much control. I, I think it's after this, I believe it. control is just an illusion. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would definitely say I was under God's grips to where I was now can controlled or not i wouldn't control such a bad word i was um part of our true destiny in that feeling um of our spiritual life being connected to god and the universe it was um is what was right to me and i'm don't i mean i really want to be there again you know, and God willing, in time, I mean, I want to be a father to my son, of course. But I, you know, God's will sometimes um, is past what we want. Or I found that following God's will, when I gave God the reins, that I'm more in line with things now. Um, my life is much better versus trying to swim upstream i'm you know going with the flowings and god's flow has the memory of this experience faded over the years or is it still as real to you today as the day it happened it's as real today as the day it happened like i said i can't tell you a thing about riding in a helicopter i can't tell you the thing about my girlfriend dying i can't tell you a thing about learning how to walk again but this experience is as vivid and real as the day it happened were you a religious person before i i did attend church i mean i did grow up catholic um i sure like the many of us were i was baptized when i was a baby um but in time i found that through theology and visiting so many different Christian fellowships. And I mean, I've experienced many um, Latter-day Saints, you know, I've experienced Catholicism. I've experienced Christian fellowships. I've even dug into Hinduism. Um, I've even dug into Buddhism. 
some will tell you that, you know, you have to believe in our religion to go to heaven. I don't believe God's son died for no reason for the human race. Um, I know we are a people of, we like our clubs. We like our, like, I mean, maybe it's a it's thing where it's, it's from tribes that we just, you know, we like our clubs. We like our circle of friends, you know, so be like part of our club and part of this club. I find that religion kind of downplays God in a sense. I mean, it could take you to God, but I believe that being spiritually awoke, awakened and being religious are two different things. Um, but I do believe, you know, religion and, and theology can take you to that spiritual um, awakening. So do I believe any of this is true or right? I, you know, that's up to people to decide. I, I this is just the path I've taken to get um, closer to God in my life. Um, so I don't know at the time if I was, I don't really believe I was, I mean, I went to church on Sundays, but I don't know that I, I was really religious. I mean, I was in college. I had lived a very busy lifestyle. Um, not like I am now where I, give all the credit to God um, and being so close to God and praying with my son and, you know, just worshiping. You mentioned earlier that you are envious of people who have passed on. Is that because in your experience, the kingdom or wherever you were was just super blissful and you were at so much peace and you were home? Can you tell us more about that? Yes. All that you said. Um, I felt, this is, this is where I belong. I mean, in a spiritual sense. Um, at the time, I don't know that I, I could explain it as much as I could now with all the theology and research I've done. But yeah, I, I do envy those because I experienced this amazing awe of God's kingdom and God that um, just wait. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I know, I know we fear things that we don't understand or don't know, but it is real. Um, it's as real as you and I talking now. Um, it is truly home. It is truly where our spiritual entity um, came from and is going back to. I'm still trying to figure out the, really why we're here on earth. Um, so that's my next step in theology is figuring all that out why we really left God's kingdom. You mentioned that it was real. Would you say it's more real than here? Yes. 100% more real. Could you say that where we are now is the dream? Well, our physical life, I don't, not a dream. I mean, I've studied Genesis. I understand Adam and Eve. I mean, I, whether it's a step to get back into heaven, why we left heaven in the first place, I don't know. It's, uh, I believe as humans, it, it, we will never truly understand God's will. I believe it, it's something our brains cannot comprehend. After the experience I had, it, it is something so outside of this world and how we think. I, I truly believe the human mind can't comprehend it completely. That's why, I mean, I understand we have religions. I understand we have, you know, 
God's prophets. And I understand why we have the son of God, but I think they're kind of guidelines to where, I mean, to the afterlife, but still, even then it, it is very hard to understand what I experienced and, and take it all in. I mean, to the, to this day, I, I mean, I'm still overwhelmed when I think about it. Have you noticed that you have any new abilities like psychic like abilities that you didn't have before? Um, I do have revelations through my artwork. Um, I have, I mean, I'm not too happy about when people have died and visit me in my dreams. Um, I'm not a, the one and when they come to visit me to direct them in any way, I mean, just, it seems like these entities, spirits seem very confused, maybe, you know, trapped in the world, but our this physical life on this planet between heaven and hell. I mean, I really don't know why they come visit me because I, I don't really like it. Um, I, I would say that the revelation I had of my grandmother probably linked me into some of that, the afterlife. Um, but I have, a, I did have a friend of mine. His name was Trey Adams. Um, He actually got into a car wreck in Wyoming with his niece and nephew in the truck, and it killed all of them. And for the longest time, he kept coming into my dreams, looking very confused. And one time I just looked at him, I'm like, Trey, you need to tell your mother you're dead. And he never visited me, in a sense, in my dreams again. So maybe it brought him into light. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the fact that some of these spirits visit me. It's not something I even feel comfortable talking to you about. <laughs> there is one ability I do like. I mean, I, I've always been an artist, but then I, ever since this um, near death experience, I, I found it, it has enhanced mm-hmm. my creativity. Um, I, I picked up a guitar and I, I just can't put a, a guitar down now. I mean, I love, where music takes me. I love the journey it takes me on. It takes me a very happy place. Um, skateboarding does too, by the way, <laughs> but it doesn't take my body to a happy place. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I feel like somehow my creativity level has definitely been boosted. Um, and it's great. Like it, it takes me, you know, I, I feel like I'm not, um, the pilot. I, I feel like the, the guitar is the pilot and I'm just along for the ride. So that, that part is really nice. And I, I passed it on to my son and he's become quite a musician. Hmm. That's great. Besides your physical problems that you had regaining, like learning to walk again, did you have any other negative after effects from the experience? Cars in general, yeah. I um their automobiles um are huge killers. Um so I drive really slow now. I and I the way gas prices are going up, you know, I know that I saw a cartoon online about we're going back to mules and horses. 
I'd actually be really cool with all that. Mm. Um, I actually grew up on a horse ranch, so I'm very close to horses. <laughs> so I could, I mean, I like to entertain that idea. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan. I, mean, I guess maybe it's post-traumatic stress syndrome of just me being around cars. Yeah, they kind of freak me out. What do you think inspires you about your experience? Well, you know, I do Bible study every Saturday or try. I shouldn't. That's kind of a lie. Sometimes my work schedule gets in the way. Um, I really try to pass this message on to other people to not be afraid of the afterlife and how death is portrayed. I mean, it's not it's not the end. It truly is the beginning, you know, and we, we say the end it's the end of our physical life. And I know that we get so connected to this physical life, maybe hard to pass on from that, but what we're, where we're going, believe me, you leave it all behind. You will not think about this planet at all. And I honestly can't wait to go back. All right. Do you have anything that you would like to promote while we're here, like a website or anything in general? I just, promote God's love. <laughs> it is real. Um, but people think I'm a Bible thumper or something. I'm not afraid to admit that what I experienced has brought me so close to God's love and knowing that um, God really does love us. That's my promotion. <laughs> God's love. <laughs> After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Sure. They can reach out to me. I mean, what are all the avenues as far as social media? I mean, like, I don't know if I want to get out my email because it's so clustered and full of email already. I don't know. I probably would end up deleting it. So if they want to reach out to me through Facebook, it's fine. Cody, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Um, I, I did say before, I, and the positive message is, well, don't be afraid of the afterlife and God's love is real. Um, God did choose us for reasons I don't know I'll ever be able to explain or religion or spirituality will be ever to explain, but God's love is real. I can only tell you that I, I, since I've given the reins to God my, and, you know, and I worship that I feel like my blessings come more and more in life. Um, it doesn't mean it can't take the other path <laughs> either, but I really do um, love God. Um, this near-death experience is, is definitely brought me closer and closer um i I find that i'm in pretty much in awe and and pretty much obsessed with theology ever since this to to just understand what it is that i experienced um and the more in depth i go the more answers i find and then sometimes there are things i don't totally agree with either um but like i said i i don't believe some of this stuff the human mind can actually comprehend. Um, so, you know, there's a slippery slope side and then there's a, a, a great side. And then the great side is just knowing that God's love is real and 
you know, there's information out there to understand more of God's love. If people choose to take that path. Um, but yeah, I, I will say it to anybody, you know, I don't know why God chose me to see any of this. I really don't. I shake my head all the time. And that's probably the biggest thing for me to grasp is why. Um, Cause I'm a nobody. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but then when I research a lot of the prophets, you know, they, a lot of, some are killers, some are adulterous, you know, I mean, some of them didn't have such a great life. And I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying anything like that, but I do have a message and my message is God's love's real. Uh, hands down. Cody, thank you for that message. And thank you again for being my guest. Have a great day over there. And I wish you the best. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad I got to reach out um, to a bigger audience or to, to more people to know that God's love's real. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.